This is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. Buy Honda Generator, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Henchman Racewear, Henchman, the pioneer in driver suit technology. Find us at henchmanracewear.com. And buy the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. The IndyCar World Championship presented by Honda go off this weekend in Las Vegas, and Dario Franchitti is poised to capture the title yet again. Dario joins me this week for an exclusive conversation as he preps for the weekend. He'll also be answering your questions. And I'll also be joined by the 2011 Firestone Indy Lights champ, Tennessee's Joseph Newgarden. It's all on the show where we talk IndyCar. I'm Mike King. This is IndyCar Weekly. If you know passion, you know my name. If the roar of a race car gives you goosebumps, you know my name. If you believe that no one ever remembers who comes in second, you know my name. If you're into checkered flags, chugging milk, and burning rubber, you know my name. You know my name because I've been here from the very beginning. As vital today as I was over 100 years ago, I'm a powerhouse. I am a running wide open with no finish line in sight. I'm the fire that never goes out. You know my name. I am then, I am now, I am forever. I am Firestone, and I am proud. What's it like to drive an Indy car at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right, you can drive a real Indy car at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry, sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real Indy car, call 1-888-357-5002 now. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Homeowners, did you know a burglar could break into your home and get away in just five minutes? A locked door may not be enough to keep a thief out of your home. Think about what you can lose, and then think about this. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-800-949-8207. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. So call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-800-949-8207. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 a month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-800-949-8207. That's 1-800-949-8207. This is Will Power, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Big weekend for Will Power. He trails Dario Franchitti by 12 points, and he's got one race to win the title. 
Dario, on the other hand, huge swing at Kentucky a couple of weeks ago. 30 points, in fact, the swing. And Dario takes now an 18-point lead into the IndyCar World Championship weekend at Las Vegas. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King. Great to have you with us. You know, most drivers were taking it easy this past weekend before heading out to Las Vegas. But, oh, not Tony Kanaan and Vitor Mira. No, no. Both of the Brazilian drivers earning Ironman status over the weekend in Kona, Hawaii. Unbelievable. Mira completing the Ford Ironman Championships in 12 hours, 24 minutes, and 2 seconds. TK close behind at 12 hours, 52 minutes, and 40 seconds. And in case you're not you know, fully aware of what this competition consists of, how about a 2.4-mile ocean swim, a 112-mile cycling leg, followed by a marathon, 24.2 miles of running. That's right. Mira and Kanan, Ironman, and two of the 34 drivers looking to take the green flag Sunday at Las Vegas. Unbelievable feat. Live coverage of the Eyeside IndyCar Series World Championship presented by Honda, set to get underway Sunday afternoon at 3 Eastern. Rather, You can catch IndyCar Radio on Sirius 212, XM94, IndyCar.com, and on IMS Radio Network stations around the country. Now, in case you didn't know, IndyCars have raced at Vegas seven times with both the IndyCar Series and Champ Car sanctioning events on that mile and a half. Richie Hearn won the first race back in 96, the very first race ever run at Las Vegas. And Sebastian Bourdais, he won the last IndyCar event sanctioned there in 2005, but all of those races were run on the original 12-degree banked layout. Now, the track's turns were redesigned in 2006. They're now banked at 20 degrees. Should create some exciting, fast laps on Sunday afternoon. Dario Franchitti, he's on the verge of winning his fourth IndyCar Series title. He'll join me next on IndyCar Weekly. Elise, come on, it's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. I'm Charlie Kimball. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hi, I'm Wendy Stevens, CEO of Local Gorilla Marketing, and we're expanding our sales force in your area. We've been recognized by Forbes magazine as the most trusted marketing brand name in U.S. history. In fact, you've probably heard you're in good hands with Allstate, Old Spice, and many other iconic brands. Now, due to the online explosion of mobile, video, and social media marketing, we're experiencing record demand for our cutting-edge solutions, and we're expanding rapidly at this point. Now, in order for us to identify the highest quality candidates nationally, we're accepting applications online. So if you feel that you excel in a dynamic and financially rewarding arena, then we're looking for you. 
There's an opportunity to earn three to $5,000 a week while you train on your way to a high six or seven figure income for the entrepreneurial minded. To apply, go to www.sixfigurespeedway.com. That's the number sixfigurespeedway.com. Sixfigurespeedway.com. I'm Simona De Silvestro, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. For the past six years, Honda has built every IndyCar Series engine. That same commitment to engineering is what you'll find in the all-new Civic. It's the official vehicle of the IZOD IndyCar Series. See more at shophonda.com. I'm Mike King. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly, IndyCar Championship Weekend at Las Vegas, presented by Honda as we all get set to head to Vegas. First time in many years that the IndyCars have raced at Las Vegas. And, of course, this track is uh, greatly different from the one that IndyCars raced on several years ago. Now with uh, the uh, the high banking should create uh, some thrilling side-by-side, nose-to-tail racing. One guy we know is going to be in the middle of it for all of the right reasons is three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champ Dario Franchitti, who is closing in on what could become his, for all intent and purposes, his fourth consecutive IndyCar championship. Dario, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Doing well. Not as well as you, though. I, I tell you, coming away from Kentucky, uh, everything really, with the exception, Dario, of winning the race, everything went right for you that weekend. Uh, yeah, well, in the race, I think it did. Qualifying was obviously uh, was a bit difficult. We, uh, you know, in fact, practice and qualifying, we had to change the engine after practice, and really we're struggling in qualifying. Um, but we felt we had a good, a good strong car for the race, and, and it turns out we, we, we did. And uh, you know that combined with the with the problems that Will had, it um, it was it ended up being a very good day for us. Um, you know we lost out to Ed by I don't know the the, the, the length of a credit card, I guess. Yeah. But he uh, he just you know Will you know Will had that bad day, but Ed drove a stormer. I thought Ed did a, a great job, and you know we we gave it our everything, and, and we came up short a little bit. I don't know, Dario, how many of, of Ed's post-race comments you were able to hear, but he said one of the things that made his first win in the series most special was the fact that he was able to beat you, and he said in victory lane, look, I regard Dario as one of the all-time greats. That is quite a compliment to be paid by a guy who just won his first career race. Yeah, I, I heard Ed, Ed saying that, actually, and that was, um, that was, that was a nice, very nice compliment. Um, you know, and, and um, as I say, that I think there was, it was uh, there's a lot of people very, very happy that Ed won that race and, and Sarah Fisher racing because they're they are a, you know they're a great team and obviously Sarah's got pretty good um, history there at Kentucky too. So it was it was nice to see them do that. Saying that, I would I would have been a little happier had I had to beat him across the line, but as I say, it wasn't to be and, and it was fully deserved. Had you won the race, Dario, it would be all but out of reach. I mean, as it is now, 18 points is very difficult for Will to make up in a single race week. And we all know it can happen, but given your performance on ovals, boy, some, he's going to have to have some, some good luck. You're going to have to have some bad luck for this thing to turn. Yeah, it, it, we've seen how quickly it can turn, Mike. I mean, we saw it, geez, we saw it at Kentucky, how fast it can turn. And um, we've just got to be prepared for anything. I mean, I'd certainly rather be in a position to be 18 points ahead than I think it was 11 behind or 10 behind or something, you know, going into the Kentucky race. But, um, you know, it's definitely easier to, to not have to find those 18 points out of somewhere. But um, trust me, it's it's far from over. And, um, you know, I know everybody at the target team is, is, is very focused on, on, on getting the job done. Um, 
we just we don't know what we'll have to do to do that yet, and that's the thing. Be prepared for anything, and um, you know, just and just drive the, the best race that, that I can, and the guys will do the best job they can, and ultimately see how it works out. We're, we're definitely going there to win, but um, one thing we've learned through all these championships, and you know, the, the championships the target team have won is it can uh, it can change in a second. Three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champ Dario Franchitti joins us. On IndyCar Weekly, as we get sent for the IndyCar World Championships this weekend at Las Vegas, they are, of course, presented by Honda. Um, you know, Dario, when you when you look at Kentucky, you're, you're right. It was a 30-point swing. Uh, after after Will had won pole, you were down 12 points. You come out of there up 18, so it's, it's a 30-point swing. But in the pre-race show, you said, look, I'm not even thinking about points. I'm just going out there and I'm driving. Is... I mean, how do you do that? How do you put the championship out of your mind and just worry about the race that is at hand? Oh, it's it's. Uh, I guess it's a trick I've learned throughout the the years of fighting for these things. It's it's not easy to do, but um, you know, some days you can do it more successfully than others. I think uh, I think Kentucky we managed it. Um, a couple of races this year I haven't. Um, the goal is just, as I say, to go out there and focus on that race. If you look too far in the future or, or take your eye off the immediate goal, I always find you end up messing it up. And, um, you know, we, we saw in Japan I didn't uh, I didn't exactly do a brilliant job there, you know, crashing into uh, to Briscoe and then taking out Charlie and Graham as well. So um, you've, got to keep, you've got to keep focused, what, what, you know, wherever you are, at the, whatever stage in the season you're at. When when you look at a situation like that, Dario, you know, we said uh, several times on air uh, in, in looking back over the season and where we had gotten to going into Kentucky that uh, that it might be that New Hampshire was going to be the race that you regretted the most after you and Taku got together on that restart. You had smoked the entire field, looked like you were going to win the race, maybe put the entire field a lap down, and really run away with the championship. When you left New Hampshire... What was on your mind as far as that event itself and and the fact that you were so good, so head and shoulders above the rest of the field that day? What was the thought process going to Infineon? I was when I left when I left New Hampshire I was pissed off. I was so upset. I drove I drove back down to Boston, stayed there the night and then and then flew out to the, the Monterey Historics and I I couldn't even sleep. I was I was so angry. It was a it was a needless accident. Um you know, and as I said with with Japan, I fully hold my hand up and say, yeah, that was my mistake. Um, Louden with it, with the information I had at hand, and you know, no, not knowing where Taku was, I, you know, I, I I feel he he put us in that position. Had I known he was there, I'd have been way out to the right and got the hell away from him because I had no I had no need to do that. We were, as you say, we were so much quicker that there was no need to have that happen. But. Um, in my spotter Scott Harner and I were discussing it, and he said, "You know, the 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 the, the conversation in the head was, headphones went something like green, green, bang, and then Taku hit us. So it was uh, that was that was tough. They don't get cars like that every day of the week. I mean, that thing was was so fast. We we really felt we had it gone green for a bit longer, we'd have put the majority of the field a, a, a lap down. But you know, that's 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 the things. I mean, I'm sure Will's sitting there just now going, well." You know, look at Kentucky. He was definitely fast there. Look at another couple of races. Um, for me, the amount of laps we've led this year, um, it'd have been nice to win a few more races, um, and that's something. Hopefully, we don't we don't regret at the end of the season. 
Three-time Eyeside IndyCar Series champ, two-time Indy 500 winner, current Eyeside IndyCar Series championship leader, Dario Franchitti, he of course drives for the number uh, drives rather the number ten Target Chip Ganassi racing car, joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly. Are you going to be in the in the Target livery for the championship race, Dario, or will it, will we have to get used to you and yet another new uh, paint scheme? No, no, we're back to the uh, we're back to the the, the Target uh, the Target colors this week, which is uh, yeah, it's, it, we, we tend to for the Indy 500 and the championship finals we go back to. To the target, uh, the traditional target color. So I'm looking looking forward to that. We've had a lot of cool paint schemes this year. Though, yeah. Definitely. How many liveries have you been in this year? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go out and count all the suits that I got. There's, <laughs> it's been a few. I think at least eight or ten. Now we've had several, and I mean several, questions to us. Why is it that Dario is always in the different livery and not Scott? Scott seems to always be in the target colors. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That was a you know Scott's been with the team a long, long time, and that was a decision that was that was made b- before I even showed up. I think. I think they used to maybe share it, but now um, you know since I arrived at the team, the, the the paint schemes were all in my car. So it. I mean, we're we're delighted the fact that we have so many partners that are interested in in in, in doing that, and so many you know great partners with the, the target team. We're 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 in a good position. Um, we- it's it's a it's a great thing to have to have a, you know a lot of different sponsors in the car and especially in this this economy. Davey Hamilton and I, Dario, had speculated that uh, because uh, you are a collector, uh, you're, you're simply uh, you're simply building up building up the suit collection for the Dario Franchitti Museum. That uh, it will be the hall the hall of driving suits. It's tell me, trust me, it's a nice uh, it's a nice sideline. It's, it's a great the fact. I mean, I God, I must have had. There must be twenty or thirty suits from from my 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 short career with with the team Target, so that that's pretty cool. At least just the last couple of seasons, yeah. uh, that, that's for certain. Dario Franchitti is with us. Four wins this season for Dario. Uh, he got uh, off to a quick start, winning at St. Petersburg. Won the first race at Texas. Also, of course, won at the legendary Milwaukee Mile. Also won. At Toronto, uh, given the situation, Dario, you might well have won the final IndyCar race ever at Milwaukee. Yeah, that that, that crossed my mind. Um, it's it's a real shame. I was talking to Randy Bernard about it the other day. You know, we we as far as drivers, fans, members of the media pushed very hard to get back to Milwaukee. We've got to go to Milwaukee. It's a great racetrack. It's going to put you know great. Great crowds, great this, great that. It's, it's, and it, it, we, I think we put on a great race there. But nobody showed up. And, you know, the, the, whatever we're doing, it's changed days. You know, we can't, as the IndyCar re- series, can't run at a loss anymore. So it was really, it was really sad that nobody showed up to that one. Um, and as a result, we're probably not going back there to one of our, the most historic tracks. And let's face it, one that... The IndyCar has just put on a, a great show. At. What what's happened? You know, Dario, you've been, and we're talking, of course, to Dario Franchitti on IndyCar Weekly. You have been in this game for a long time, Dario. Um, you look at the fact that ovals were strong for a while, and now seemingly uh, everything seems to be gravitating back towards road and street courses in terms of real fan interest. What do you think has happened there in, in terms of Oval attendance, oval interest. I'm not sure what the, the the reason is because I think, for me, I, I love both disciplines. You know, I definitely see for for the for the casual fan, 
I see the, the street courses being, um, you know, the, the kind of the carnival atmosphere. There's so much to do. And I think some of the oval promoters could maybe learn from from the you know from the street course promoters. I, I don't know. You know, during the race weekend, I don't go out to the back and behind the stands and see what what what, what stuff there are, there is there to do for the fans. And I think it's a, a question we should be asking the fans. You know, what's what's missing? What do you guys need? What what why did you show up before and are not showing up now? What do you want? You know, and, and really engage the fans and find out the the reasons because I think we've got to keep that somewhere close to that 50-50 balance of, of ovals and road and street um, and we've got to keep some short ovals in the series as well, that's what, what made this series I think great and what makes it continues to make it challenging so it's, uh, you know, it's, a, tough, it's a tough road ahead but obviously the, the financial numbers have to, have to make sense right now as well Whatever it was that, that changed Dario, this year it really seems to be dramatic, particularly when you look at most of the road and or street courses, and particularly when you look at a new event like Baltimore, where the crowds were just crazy big and the enthusiasm was over the top, and then just a few weeks later to, to go to a venue like, for example, Kentucky, uh, and and see the the you know so few fans in the stands, it's a, it's a bit strange to kind of contemplate what is happening there. Yeah, I mean Baltimore was. You probably had the same reaction I did in oh. Baltimore. I was like, what? It was this incredible. Is like, yeah. like, it reminds me of the, you know, when we used to go out in Australia in the old days. Friday morning, the place was rocking. The, you know, the track wasn't even ready, and the fans are loving it. I was like, wow, this is, this is incredible. But, you know, Kentucky was, I think Kentucky looked maybe worse than it even was because of all the new stands they put in there. Yeah, and I agree with you. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was tough. But Loudon. I mean, the guys up there did a hard job promoting that. Um, I don't think the weather helped us, but it was it was a tough one. And again, I think it put on a good race. And um, it's shame that the, the, the people didn't show up. So don't don't quite understand that. But I'd love to, you know, I'd love the guys at the IndyCar series, and I'm sure they are. Ask the fans and see what what we need to be doing for the fans. Dario Franchitti is with us this week on IndyCar Weekly as we get sent for the IndyCar World Championships presented by Honda. They take place, of course, this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Dario, you tested at Vegas. You, have you you've never raced at Vegas, have you? Well, Scott tested the, the IndyCar there this time. I think this time last year, um, did a Firestone test for them. I haven't been there in the IndyCar. I've, I drove. Uh, I drove the Sprint Cup car there. I was going to say I raced it, but I kind of circulated at the back in the Sprint, <laughs> the sprint Cup car. <laughs> and actually, in the nationwide car, ran pretty well. I think I finished right behind. I think it was it was Tony Stewart there in the top, I think it was fifth or sixth or something. So, you know, I've, I've done some running there, and I think um, with the IndyCar, it's going to be a, a mad race this weekend. Just to lay out that track, it's, 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 it's anything's possible with this one. High banked. Uh, should we expect to see Dario a race similar to what we saw at Kentucky? Um, I would think more Texas four or five years ago. Mm. You know, like two two wide, ten deep, maybe three wide. So you don't think the pack really ever separates itself? I, I don't see it. A lot depends on the on the on the the tire that's brought and 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 stuff like that. But I, I I'm not sure I see it separating too much. Trust me, I'd like to see it separate because some of those pack things are, are absolutely mad. But uh, I I think it's going to be more of a pack race. Do the 34 cars does that uh, concern you at all, or as long as you qualify up front, it's not really a concern? Um, no, if you qualify up front, it's not so much of a concern. You've definitely got more lapped cars coming into the thing. Um, depending on the way it goes, you know, depending how long the green flag runs are. But even, I think it was 29 in Kentucky, and that, that, that was fine. 
that was that was absolutely fine. I think the the biggest problem for us right now with thirty four is going to be pit lane, um, right? As Will found out last last week, and you know we're maybe in somewhat of a similar situation this this week because we qualified badly, so we're going to be mid mid uh, pit lane uh, in in Vegas. On October 16, 2011, what happens in Vegas will be witnessed around the world. The fastest, most versatile drivers on the planet go all in for one race and the chance to be named champion. Already a fan? Your paid ticket to any IZOD IndyCar Series race this season gets you a ticket to see the World Championship in Las Vegas for free. Find out more at IndyCarWorldChampionships.com or call 866-IndyCar. Real driver, real race car, real fast. See you in Vegas. Hello everybody, I'm three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, here with today's guest, Bob. Bob, you're a big IZOD IndyCar Series fan. What can IndyCar Nation do for you? Driver autographs. Yeah, we can do that. Oh. VIP access during race weekends. That's easy. Exclusive web video for real IndyCar fans. Not a problem. Can I have your helmet? Join IndyCar Nation for free today by texting IndyCar and your email address to 88769. Give me back my helmet, Bob. Oh, man. This is Danica Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hey, guys. Remember when you were 18 with unlimited energy and the stamina to do anything you wanted, anytime? Wish you could relive your glory days and have the testosterone drive of your teenage years with the experience and skill you have today? Now you can with ProGene Daily Complex. This is Dr. Todd Karen from the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Testosterone levels decrease in men after the age of 20. It's a major cause of the aging process. The effects include lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, increasing belly fat, and decreased sexual performance, all of which impact self-esteem, confidence, and most importantly, overall quality of life. Kick your drive back into high gear with ProGene. Call 800-590-7150 today to get a full month absolutely free. No injections, no prescription needed. ProGene is an all-natural herbal supplement that helps men boost testosterone production. Claim your free month supply now by calling 800-590-7150. That's 800-590-7150. Again, 800-590-7150. Shipping and processing charges apply. I'm Takuma Sato, and you're listening to the IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Dario Franchitti with us this week on IndyCar Weekly. Uh, okay, Dario, we've got a few uh, fan questions for you as you get set uh, for what will be, if, if you win the championship, Dario, it will, it will be four in a row. Since you didn't compete in the series in 2008, it, it could would be an incredible accomplishment. You've already won three of the last four titles. Uh, but uh, as we said earlier, for, for all intent and purposes, three in a row for you going for four. This question comes to you from uh, Angela Hayes, uh, who uh, doesn't live that far away from you there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And uh, yeah, she says, uh, okay, Dario, you've already won the championship three times in the Indy 500 twice. What else would you like to accomplish in your career? And another, you know, another couple of championships and another couple of Indy 500s would uh, would be great. Um, you know, that, that, if I'm dreaming, that would be it. Um, you know, just right now it's more immediate. I want to try and win win the championship next weekend. Um, after that, I mean, who, who knows? I'd love to go to to Le Mans, do a 24 hours Le Mans race. Race that. Um, if I could do that with my brother, that would really be a dream come true. But go go to that race and, and try and win that one too someday. Uh, let's see, Dario. This question comes uh, to you from Cliff Wirtz in Houston, Texas, and he says you started your racing career as a road racer, and now you are considered to be stronger on ovals, whereas Will 
is the current master of road and street courses. How did you evolve into an oval track racer, and how do you feel about your teammate Scott Dixon having already been awarded the Foyt Trophy with one race on an oval remaining on the schedule? Yeah, the, well, I'll go to the Foyt uh, Trophy first. That that was the same situation last year. Not all the races count for that. Right. So that, that, I thought Scott did a much more consistent job on the ovals than, 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 than I did this year. You know, we, we obviously... You know, we, we, as we talked about earlier, we led all those laps, but we didn't close, and Scott did a, a more consistent job, and um, so therefore he won it. And congratulations to to Dixie on that one. That was um, that was well deserved there. Um, as far as the, the the road and street courses, I think I think Will in qualifying is is very very strong on both road and street. I think on the street courses, race pace wise, we've 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 had the measure of him, both Scott and myself. Um, at probably half of the tracks this year in in race pace, but because he's been qualifying so very very well, that's been it's been tough to, to overhaul that. Um, road courses, I think right now there's no there's nobody to touch Scott Dixon on the road course tire. Uh, slightly different tire this year, and you know Mid Ohio he drove away and was in his own race and uh, pretty much did the same thing in Japan. Yeah. So um, you know I think not to take anything away from Will though he what. What happens is when you get the tire and the car, get everything working the way you want, you, it, it, it's a it's a great feeling. And um, I'm still struggling a little bit with this current generation tire to get it to to exactly the way I like on, especially on the road courses, um, the street courses. I'm not doing too badly with it, but there's trust me, there's there's room for improvement there. So hopefully uh, next year we'll we'll be able to step it up a little bit and uh, you know win some more. I mean this year I think we won two road two street courses two ovals, so um, I'd like to, but I'd still, I'd very much like to improve my my performance on on all types of track. Ten or twelve years ago, Dario, did you ever think that they would be saying Dario Franchitti oval specialist? (laughs) Well, I think oval specialist kind of, when I hear that, I mean, I think it's, uh, it almost means that on the road and street you're not getting it done, but like I say, I think we're we're getting it done on, on on all all types of track, right. um, but we can definitely pick it up a little bit more. Um, but I have been very very pleased with the, the the way I've been able to improve my performance on the ovals. Because trust me, when I came over here in '97, I uh, I found it a little harder on the ovals. Let's see, Dario. This question uh, from Rob in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and he says, um, Dario, this season has had great racing action. Several first-time winners. Do you think the rest of the field has figured out this current car and caught up to Team Penske and, T- and Team Ganassi? And would it be possible that the 2012 car would widen the gap again, resulting in more red car dominance? Um, I think what you're seeing, and it's something I think we've had this discussion before, Mike, that. What you're what you're seeing is when people get the details right on these cars, all the little details, and do their work right and do their homework right. Whether it's the driver and the team and the engineers and all that, and the pit stops come together, anybody can win these things. We saw Mike Conway do it at uh, Long Beach. At Long Beach, yeah. we saw Marco do it at, at Iowa. We saw Ed do it this week. So it's I don't think that the, the the, the the target guys and the and the Penske guys get enough recognition for getting for doing their work right every week and 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 and, and winning the races. It's not that races are just because you're driving a red car; they're gifted to you. But and I think you've seen that this year with even the smaller teams like Sarah Fisher Racing. When they get it right, boom, there they are. Look at look at uh, Tagliani and and the Sam Schmidt guys at at Indianapolis. Sure. And so. Um, I think as as for next year, I don't know. 
that I sat in the new car the other day. I did a, a seat fit in that, and I spoke to Dixon a bit about driving it. And that's, you know, we're still very early in the development curve, so we'll see how it how it goes, and we'll see how obviously the the Honda and the and the Chevy and the Lotus balance out in, in, in performance. A lot of un, lot of unknowns right now for for 2012. You're you're a man who has studied the sport and and appreciates the lines of a race car. What does what does that race car do for you? I will say it's not as ugly in the flesh, <laughs> but, but that's about all I can say right now. Well, that's a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's not, it needs, I'm looking forward to 13 in the body kits. I, I just, I, how do I put this? I mean, there's a lot of safety innovations built into it, but with all the, the technology we have nowadays and everything we got going on, surely we could have come up with a better looking car. And it's, it's, that's a shame. Andy Hallberry is uh, is a gentleman that you and I both know, uh, of course, associated for a long time uh, with uh, Autosport. Uh, Andy drops this question. Uh, Dario, which American racer presented you your McLaren Autosport Young Driver Award trophy in England in 1992 when you were 18? <laughs> well, Andy Hallberry knows the answer to that because Andy Hallberry was standing on the stage with us. <laughs> um, when I won the Young Driver, the, what was supposed to happen was that Ayrton Senna was going to fly in and present the trophy because he was driving for McLaren at the time. Unfortunately, he was fogged in. Um, and they had their other driver there at McLaren that day, the new signing from America, and it was uh, Michael Andretti. Oh, so, yes, yes. <laughs> my future boss. So we have this hilarious picture of him and I standing next to I'm actually I'm trying to sit in the McLaren at the time, and he's standing next to it and presenting me the trophy. So little did we know we'd, we'd go on to win a, an Indy 500 and a championship together. Do you guys talk about that very often? We did talk about it quite a bit. Did you? Um, yeah, and I've, I've, I'm actually, hopefully Michael's not listening, but I'm going to get him uh, one of those photographs and write something suitably rude on it for his office. <laughs> <laughs> well, a- Andy uh, dropped that uh, question to us uh, uh, earlier today. Uh, let's see, this uh, comes to you from uh, Jerry Fultz in Elkhart, Indiana. What will, your, what will your celebration dinner be if you win in Vegas? Um, do you have a do you have a victory dinner? Do you have something that you do the night after you win a race every time? Not really. I mean, mostly it's I've actually got quite attached to having a hot dog for some reason. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, no other time, but you know, afterwards, um, yeah, hot dog. But um, I don't know. Let's let's see if we can do it first. I'm sure there'll be. You know, win, lose, or draw there, I'm sure there'll be something like In-N-Out Burger or something that's really bad for you. Wow. You have lived in America a long time, my friend. (laughs) After you win a race, you either have an In-N-Out Burger or a hot dog. (laughs) Holy cow. Uh, And and Jerry also wants to know, where will your first vacation destination be to unwind after the season? Did you say vacation? (laughs) Well, you know, I'm I'm guessing you might go to Scotland for a couple of days. Yeah. When I pull up my calendar right now, what it says for the... I think it's the Wednesday test, after the race. Test, 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 test. the new car. <laughs> yeah. Already the Wednesday after. I was hoping to go to Australia and drive the, the V8 supercar down there. But right. that, that's not going to happen because we're testing the new car. Um, so really it's going to be testing. For me, all of November is, is new testing, new car testing. I'll get back to Scotland. I think Ashley and I are heading back there end of the month, end of November, for a couple of weeks in December. Probably back to the U.S. for Christmas. and And then I think... If we end up doing Daytona first week in January, we're there. So I hope somewhere in there I can, you know, we can we can head off somewhere warm and just uh, and chill out because it's uh, yeah after after these 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 battles, 
it, it, it kind of takes out of you. Lastly, Dario, and really you've kind of touched on this one, um, Mike Butchko in Redford, Michigan, says, are you happy with the current mix of road courses and ovals on the IndyCar Series schedule, and what would you change if you could? That's our last one. That's all we have time for. Um, I would say, you know, if we've discussed it, I would love to see them maintain 50-50 or somewhere thereabouts um, with some short ovals in there. Uh, I was very disappointed we didn't race on the oval in Japan this year um, because I thought that, that, that balanced this, the schedule, and I love that track. And there was nothing wrong with it either, so that was a bit of an odd one. But uh, And particularly in light of what I did in the race there on the road course, um, that would have been <laughs> nice. But um, if it was up to me, you know, I'd love to. I don't know what I've done to Phoenix. I haven't seen it yet. You know, I'd love to have Phoenix, um, Loudoun, Mid, uh, Milwaukee in there. And I'd love to go back to Road America. Um, but, you know, I, I have these conversations with, with, with Randy Bernard, and, you know, Randy's very good at listening to the drivers and the teams, but, you know, there's a lot of situations where he, he's got to try and balance the books. And uh, and so these places have to make sense. So we'll, we'll see what they come up with for next year and, and, and then the years moving forward. Dario, before we say goodbye, I know that uh, the Barry Wanzer and, and his son Michael have uh, have really been on your mind of late. You've, you've referenced them in pre-race on our broadcast uh, the last couple of races. Let let everyone know what's happening there. Yeah, um, Barry Wanzer, for, for those that don't know, Barry's one of the team managers. Him and Scott Harner are the two team managers that work under Mike Hull at Team Target. And um, his wife, Laurie, and him have two sons, Robert, who's four and a half, and, and Michael, who's six. Well, Michael... Um, was diagnosed with leukemia about almost a year ago now, and um, he went to uh, he, he went through chemotherapy and, and, and was really, you know, fighting very very hard and eventually did a bone marrow transplant um, and things were looking very 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 good. But he went into into relapse um, a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago now, and had to go down to Memphis, to, to St. Jude's, and actually stayed at, at, at the Target House. But, um, you know, he fought and fought like a lion for, for a whole a whole year and really just an unbelievable inspiration to, to us. And, you know, he's, he's part of our, our family, is, is Michael, and, and, and the whole Wander family. Anyway, he, you know, he, things aren't, aren't, aren't going well. He, you know, the, the leukemia's back, and, and it's, it's staying back, unfortunately, and he's, um, it's, I don't know how, how to put it, but he's, um, I don't think he's going to be with us much longer. Mm-hmm. And it's been the one, you know, I, I went to see him a couple of days ago um, in Indy, and you cannot believe he's six, six years old, and this boy's strength, and the strength of his mom and his dad and, and his little brother Robert is incredible. Um, and so, whatever time he has left, we're, 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 whatever he wants to do, we're, you know, the family and, and everybody's trying to make it possible. So, um, you know, the guys from WWE skyped him the other day. All, all his favorite stars from wrestling. Yeah, he got his, his his name was on all the indie cars or a lot of indie cars at uh, Kentucky. And um, Randy Bernard and the guys from from IndyCar are putting his name on the grass in in, in Vegas. So. He's, as I say, he's the most incredible child. Um, he's got the heart of a lion, and um, it's uh, it just—I I don't know what to say, Mike. It, 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 
life is, is if that well, what's happening with Michael life is not fair and it's it's tough and um, we we you know I'm the whole team is, is, is thinking about him the whole time absolutely well we'll um, we'll all say a prayer for uh, for the Wanzer family and uh, we'll uh, we'll certainly uh, give Mike a, a shout out Iron Mike is is what they call him uh, I guess appropriately enough and uh, uh, all you can do, I guess, at this point, Dario, is, is hope for the best. Exactly. He's a, I mean, he is a superhero. He's got a superhero's name. We, 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 as you say, we call him Iron Man Michael, and uh, he's a very, very special boy. Yep, yep. Dario, uh, look, it's uh, it's been great uh, spending some time with you uh, before the uh, before the championship. Um, I, I wish you the best. You're uh, you're a great champion. Uh, you're you're going to go down in in the history books as as one of the all time greats and. Uh, you can add to your legacy a bit this weekend. I know uh, it, that would that would certainly work well for you. Um, thanks an awful lot, and, and you're going to be busy this weekend. But, but best of luck, you and Will go at it and give the the fans a, a great show. We will. Thank you, Mike. Okay, Dario Franchitti, the three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champ. Look for him this weekend. Of course, we'll have the call for you right here on IndyCar Radio. Back with more IndyCar Weekly right after this. Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. This is Marco Andretti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-303-3280. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. And it doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It'll be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those who need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. 1-800-303-3280. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get that free vacation voucher for donating. So call right now. 1-800-303-3280. That's 1-800-303-3280. I am Uriel Servia, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. IndyCar Radio's live coverage of the IndyCar World Championship presented by Honda starts Friday on IndyCar.com. Full commentary throughout IZOT IndyCar Series and Firestone Indy Lights practice sessions. Of course, qualifying as well. You can hear IZOD IndyCar Series qualifying also Friday afternoon starting at 5.55 Eastern on Sirius 212 and XM 94. 
Race coverage comes your way Sunday afternoon, and it will get underway at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. IndyCar Radio coming to you on IMS radio network stations around the country, Sirius XM, and IndyCar.com. One race, two drivers, 200 laps for all of the marbles. I want to say thanks to Dario Franchitti. 2011 Firestone Indy Lights champ Joseph Newgarden joins me in studio next on IndyCar Weekly. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. In the IndyCar series, drivers put complete trust in their cars. I put my trust in Peak Performance Motor Oil, formulated to protect against thermal breakdown, and Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. Whether you cover 200 miles in an hour or it takes an hour just to get to work, you can count on Peak. When you peak, you win. Available at Advance Auto Parts. 100 years of Firestone Racing. It's a legacy that began way back in 1911 when Ray Haroon and his Firestone Tires won the very first Indianapolis 500. And while so many things have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. The passion that drove us then continues to drive us today. Because even after a century, there really is no finish line. Firestone, celebrating 100 years of racing. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hi, I'm Wendy Stevens, CEO of Local Gorilla Marketing, and we're expanding our sales force in your area. We've been recognized by Forbes magazine as the most trusted marketing brand name in U.S. history. In fact, you've probably heard you're in good hands with Allstate, Old Spice, and many other iconic brands. Now, due to the online explosion of mobile, video, and social media marketing, we're experiencing record demand for our cutting-edge solutions, and we're expanding rapidly at this point. Now, in order for us to identify the highest quality candidates nationally, we're accepting applications online. So if you feel that you excel in a dynamic and financially rewarding arena, then we're looking for you. There's an opportunity to earn three to $5,000 a week while you train on your way to a high six or seven figure income for the entrepreneurial minded. To apply, go to www.sixfigurespeedway.com. That's the number sixfigurespeedway.com. Sixfigurespeedway.com. I'm Alex Tagliani, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. For the past six years, Honda has built every IndyCar Series engine. That same commitment to engineering is what you'll find in the all-new Civic, the official vehicle of the IZOD IndyCar Series. See more at shophonda.com. Mike King with you on IndyCar Weekly. This weekend, Las Vegas is the site of the IndyCar World Championships. Hope you're going to be able to join us in person. If not, make sure you're with us on your favorite IMS radio network station as IndyCar Radio comes to you live beginning Friday with all the practice and qualifying. And, of course, all of the action on Sunday afternoon. Will Dan Weldon have an opportunity to split five, millions with a, five million rather, with a lucky fan? And will Will Power have an opportunity to overtake Dario Franchitti? Or will it be Dario winning his fourth consecutive championship in the IZOD IndyCar Series? One guy who doesn't have to worry about anyone catching him when it comes to championship chases is Joseph Newgarden, the driver from Hendersonville, Tennessee, who a little over a week ago clinched the 2011 championship at Kentucky Speedway with a second-place run, uh, finishing just behind Stephen Wilson. Joseph is with us in studio. How are you? 
I'm doing well, really well. Congratulations, I'm, I'm, by the way. Thank you. I'm I'm really elated for the team. It was a, a great weekend. Um, obviously, a very bittersweet weekend for us, though. Yeah. It was a tough deal not having uh, Chris Griffiths with us. He um, you know, he was the leader of this team. He really was the, the, the guy driving us. He was the guy in the background, actually. Sure. You know, a lot of guys, you know, the, most people at the track knew that about Chris. He was he wasn't um, he always had a scowl on his face almost, and no one really knew him well. And and he didn't like to talk much. No, he, he didn't. Was a very he didn't. Quiet guy. He, but the great thing about Chris that a lot of people didn't know, and I, I was fortunate enough to find this out about him, was he was a very sweet genuine emotional guy and right. he really wanted the team to have the glory with everything he wasn't really in victory lane that often so um you know that was an interesting thing about chris and it was so difficult to to not have him there but then again that gave us so much motivation to finish everything right that that weekend and it was it was difficult not to beat stefan he you know we really wanted to win the race and win the championship sure. um but you know they they were just a little bit better than us they got the setup going right with the cool conditions and we were second best so you know, uh, those those things happen. We're we're definitely going back to the drawing board now. I can tell you that because in in Vegas we we want redemption. We so this wanna, weekend you want to finish it out in victory lane. We're finishing on a high for sure. Yeah. If if we don't, we're going to be disappointed with ourselves. Did you expect? To, to have the success that you had this year in Firestone and Delights? I certainly hoped so. It was it was really a good situation stepping into this team with, with the Sam Street Motorsports guys. They were very, very strong. They've obviously had a track record. That's, but you that's, had good teammates that expected the same thing. Well, that's another thing. You know, I almost think it was a blessing in disguise having the teammates I did. You know, I think that, that really not only pushed me, but it pushed the team all the way to the front. You know, and Dreddy had their swing of years as well. They, right. you know, they had a, a good 08 and 09 year where they won the championship. And, you know, they had good drivers as well, and they, they, they had their run. And I think Sam did a great job of getting the right people in his, his outfit this year. That's really what happened. And, and you bring it up, you know, those 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 drivers that, that he brought in, that's that's probably one of the biggest reasons why we were so well. Everyone wants to know why we're doing so well. And, you know, they want to accuse us of cheating and, and, and of running away with things, you know, unfairly. But it, it almost is unfair to have a group of four guys every weekend that are really talented. You know, when you put that together... And the team to back them up. Absolutely. Sure. I, I, I mean, it's just, it's a package that's difficult to fight against. Congratulations on landing the job. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. How's your search going? The job market's tight. I mean, I can barely get an interview. Yeah. And I've got student loans to deal with. You're lucky, you know. The National Guard paid your loans off. Luck. The Guard was a smart decision, one you can still make. The National Guard Student Loan Repayment Program can pay up to $50,000 of your existing student loans. Get the details at NationalGuard.com. Now you can bring back your favorite memories of the Indy 500 with the IMS Radio Network. Here's the checkered flag for Jim Rathman, the winner of the 44th Annual 500-Mile Race. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Go to IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com to purchase copies of classic Indy 500 broadcasts. And Elio Castro Neves climbs the fence in the front straight. Johnny Rutherford wins the 1980 Indianapolis 500. IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. 
Hey, guys. Remember when you were 18 with unlimited energy and the stamina to do anything you wanted, anytime? Wish you could relive your glory days and have the testosterone drive of your teenage years with the experience and skill you have today? Now you can with ProGene Daily Complex. This is Dr. Todd Karen from the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Testosterone levels decrease in men after the age of 20. It's a major cause of the aging process. The effects include lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, increasing belly fat, and decreased sexual performance, all of which impact self-esteem, confidence, and most importantly, overall quality of life. Kick your drive back into high gear with ProGene. Call 800-590-7150 today to get a full month absolutely free. No injections, no prescription needed. ProGene is an all-natural herbal supplement that helps men boost testosterone production. Claim your free month supply now by calling 800-590-7150. That's 800-590-7150. Again, 800-590-7150. Shipping and processing charges apply. I'm Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Got a lot more with 2011 Firestone Indy Lights champ Joseph Newgarden on next week's show. He's also going to join me in the booth at Vegas as our IndyCar radio driver analyst for Sunday's season finale. Can't go to Vegas without checking the odds. Dario Franchitti installed as a 9-5 to favorite. Will Power listed as 2-1. to Scott Dixon, 4-1. to Tony Kanaan goes off 8-1 to to win the race. Ryan Briscoe at 7-1. to Elio at 16 to 1, Danica Patrick at 60 to 1. Dan Weldon has been listed at 15 to 1 in his attempt to win the $5 million GoDaddy Challenge. Don't forget, join IndyCar Radio for coverage of the IZOD IndyCar Series World Championship presented by Honda throughout the weekend on IndyCar.com, Sirius XM, and IMS radio network stations around the country. Also remember to book your stay at any MGM Resorts International destination in Vegas. Receive special room rates and two free general admission tickets to Sunday's race. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the guard. By ShopHonda.com and Honda Portable Generators, Peak Motor Oil and Antifreeze, Henchman Racewear, and the Indy Racing Experience. I'm Mike King. IndyCar Weekly is a copyrighted feature presentation of the IMS Radio Network. The voice of IndyCar.